Early on in this pandemic, I came across this cartoon, and it was a drawing of God and the devil. And the devil was over God's shoulder, and he was snickering, and he was pointing down at earth, and he said, look, God, I closed every single one of your churches. To which God looked at the devil and laughed and said, yeah, and I opened a church in every single household. So we know that you have a choice in all the places in which you can worship, and you have chosen to tune in with us, whether it's Sunday morning or Thursday night, and we are so blessed that you have chosen to worship with us this day. Here in the life of this particular congregation, we are celebrating the fact that we are going to ordain and install new elders and deacons into positions of leadership. And we give God thanks that they have chosen to say yes to lead this congregation through these unprecedented times. It is also our time of stewardship. It's the time of year where this congregation takes a moment to contemplate what we wish to dedicate to the church next year. And in so doing, we are celebrating the fact that we will be encountering Jesus along the way, that through our gifts and through our generosity, we know that Jesus will meet us in those moments. So again, we give God thanks that you are here worshiping with us today, and we hope and pray that you are open to having an encounter with Christ in this time and in this place. And now my kids out there, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it.
Jesus calls us to servant ministry. We must be willing to help others, not counting the cost or reward. Pretense, disharmony, or selfish gain have no place in discipleship. Serving God means receiving each person we encounter as our neighbor. Jesus, help us to walk in your footsteps more and more each day. Create in us clean hearts and renew a right spirit within us. We will now sing hymn 300, We Are One in the Spirit. confession. We come seeking reconciliation and peace. We come to experience forgiveness. In faithful witness to your grace, O God, we confess our sins before you and one another. The prayer of confession. Jesus, the great inviter, you grant us the gift of life and ask us to live it fully, sharing the meaning of our faith with others through our words and actions. More than we care to admit, we feel unworthy and incapable of bearing your name in our uncertain world. Forgive us for thinking you should have picked someone else. Transforming Lord, breathe your Holy Spirit into us 
like a fresh wind blowing away our doubts and insecurities. Fill us with confidence of your constant presence that brings your faith, hope, and love to share with others. Remind us that in your wisdom, you call each one of us by name, saying, Come and follow me. Amen. For the assurance of forgiveness, friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ we are forgiven. Amen. Our first scripture reading. Our 2021 stewardship Bible verse is found in the New Testament letter of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 10. We are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. There is a certain rhythm and cadence to life as the days go by. The calendar flips its pages. The seasons change. Birthdays come and go. Holidays are anticipated and celebrated. School years begin and end. There is certainty in the rising and setting of the sun, in the passage of time. There are rhythms and cadences within the cycle of a church calendar as well, creating a symphony to one's faith life. It's a song that one learns to sing well with every passing year, allowing us to sing in harmony with our fellow believers. As a community of faith called Rosedale Gardens, we observe the passage of each year and the changing of the seasons with such celebrations as Star Sunday, Rally Sunday, Adult and Youth Mission Trips, Baccalaureate Sunday, Stewardship Season, the hanging of the greens, ordination and installation of church officers, Reformation Sunday, march into mission. We celebrate the birth and death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus and all the days in his life in between. And we do that by our worship, by service to one another and the community at large, by offering a portion of our lives and labors to the strengthening of God's kingdom. We celebrate God's grace by recommitting ourselves daily to being a disciple of Christ. But this year, the cadence of life has been nothing more than a jerky, out of sync, out of step, lack of rhythm existence. It's been hard to dance in the midst of health, political, and racial crises. So how then, as a community of faith, do we hold a stewardship campaign in the midst of a global pandemic? Now more than ever, we need to encounter Christ for a better tomorrow. And though we may not have access to our physical worship space within the walls of our church, we can be assured that God is in control, that Jesus is the great physician, that the Holy Spirit is present to all, even shuttered in our homes and behind closed doors. Because now more than ever, we need to encounter Christ for a better tomorrow. And as a community of faith, we will continue to be present to others without being physically present. We will continue to touch others without touching. And we will continue to serve one another, even from afar. So today and in the weeks ahead, 
This community of faith is moving forward with a stewardship campaign unlike any other. A stewardship campaign that will boldly proclaim our trust in God, that not even a global pandemic can stop the extravagant spirit of generosity that exists among the disciples of Rosedale Gardens Presbyterian Church. This stewardship campaign is inviting each and every one of you to prayerfully consider your monetary pledge for 2021 that will ensure the hungry will continue to be fed, that our community will continue to be served, that our military and first responders and veterans will be cared for, that global missionaries will be sponsored. Your monetary pledge for 2021 will ensure that we, the church, will continue to declare this solemn and sure truth for all of humanity, that in Christ there is no East or West, neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male or female, for we are all one in Christ and beloved children of God. In other words, your monetary pledge for 2021 will ensure that this congregation continues to be a place of radical hospitality, vibrant worship, unashamed inclusivity, intentional faith formation, adventurous service, and extravagant generosity. How does the community of faith hold a stewardship campaign in the midst of a global pandemic? By recognizing that God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and with joy, lean into our sovereign good God more than ever, especially when we cannot physically lean into one another. This stewardship campaign will boldly proclaim that our God is stronger than a virus, that our God is stronger than uncertainty, and we trust that our God will lead us into a better tomorrow. It is time now for the ordination and installation of church officers. We begin with a litany. There are different gifts, but it is the same spirit who gives them. There are different ways of serving God, but it is the same Lord who is served. God works through different people in different ways, but it is the same Lord who achieves God's purposes through them all. Each one is given a gift by the spirit to use it for the common good. Together, we are the body of Christ and individually members of him. We are all called into the church of Jesus Christ by baptism and marked as Christ's own by the Holy Spirit. This is our common calling, to be disciples and servants of our servant Lord. Within the community of the church, some are called to particular work as deacons as ruling elders, as teaching elders. In ordination, we recognize Christ's gifts to his church, assuring us that his ministry continues among us, providing for ministries of caring and compassion in the world, ordering the governance of the church, and preaching the word and administering the sacraments. The session of Rosedale Gardens Presbyterian Church 
now ordains Joe Harrison, Beth Sequin, March Flowers, Joyce Backus, and Dave Laycock, and installs them to active service, and those who have been previously ordained to the Office of Elder, Jim David, Jim Davis, Jack Smith, and Ryan Rezepa. The session also ordains Daniel Bowes, April Fitch, and Jennifer Turco, and installs them to active service, as well as those who have been previously ordained to the Office of Deacon, Gretchen Hocking, Lonnie Schultz, Nancy Bowlby, Alec Olson, and Bruce Johnson in the church to serve Jesus Christ in a special way. Newly ordained and installed officers, you know who we are and what we believe, and you understand the work for which you have been chosen. Please declare your readiness to assume the office to which you have been elected by answering the following questions. Do you trust in Jesus Christ, your Savior, acknowledge him Lord of all and head of the church, and through him believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? If so, say, I do. We do. Do you accept the scriptures of the Old and New Testament to be, by the Holy Spirit, the unique and authoritative witness to Jesus Christ and the church universal, and God's word to you. If so, say, I do. I do. Do you sincerely receive and adopt the essential tenets of the Reformed faith as expressed in the confessions of our church, as authentic and reliable expositions of what scripture leads us to believe and do. And will you be instructed and led by these confessions as you lead the people of God? If so, say, I do and I will. I do and I will. I will. will you fulfill your office in obedience to Jesus Christ under the authority of scripture and be continually guided by our confessions? If so, say, I will. Will you be governed by our church's policy? Will you abide by its discipline? Will you be a friend among your colleagues in ministry, working with them, subject to the ordering of God's word and spirit? If so, say, I will. I will. Will you, in your own life, seek to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, love your neighbors, and work for the reconciliation of the world? If so, say, I will. I will. I will. Do you promise to further the peace, unity, and purity of the church? If so, say, I do. I do. I do. I do. Will you seek to serve the people with energy, intelligence, imagination, and love? If so, say, I will. I will. This next question is for the elders. Will you be a faithful elder, washing over the people, providing for their worship, nurture, and service? Will you share in government and discipline, serving in governing bodies of the church? And in your ministry, will you try to show the love and justice of Jesus Christ? If so, elders, will you say, 
I will with God's help. Now this question is for the deacons. Will you be a faithful deacon, teaching charity, urging concern, and directing the people's help to the friendless and those in need? In your ministry, will you try to show the love and justice of Jesus Christ? If so, say, I will with God's help. I will with God's help. Would the members of the congregation please stand in your homes or wherever you may be viewing our service today? Do we, members of the Rosedale Gardens Presbyterian Church, accept these men and women as elders and deacons chosen by God through the voice of this congregation to lead us in the way of Jesus Christ? If so, please respond saying, we do. Do we agree to encourage them to respect their decisions and to follow as they guide us, serving Jesus Christ, who alone is head of the church? If so, please say, we do. You may be seated. Normally when we worship together, this would be the time where we would call elders and deacons and ministers of the word and sacrament to come forward and we would bring all of you who are newly elected and installed, ordained, to come to the stairs, to kneel, and we would gather around you for the laying on of hands. I wanted to let you know that when we do come back together to worship in person, we're going to recreate that moment so that you don't lose out on what an amazing experience that is. So there was some ideas that were put forward by the Presbytery, and uh, I'm taking one of them and I'm doing something a little bit different for all of you at home and for all of the officers who are on the screen today. I would like all of us, from wherever we are, to put your hand in the air so that we could be reaching out to one another. So those on the screen and those at home, let us see our hands. We're gonna bless one another and we're gonna have the laying out of hands this way. Let us now pray for our newly elected. Gracious God, pour out your Holy Spirit upon your servants, whom you have called through baptism as your own and marked as your own. Grant them the same mind that was in Christ Jesus. Give them a spirit of truthfulness that they may show the compassion of Christ in the actions of daily living and rightly govern your people. Give them the gifts of your Holy Spirit to build up the church, to strengthen the common life of your people and to lead with compassion and vision. In the walk of faith, and for the work of ministry. Give to your servants gladness and strength, discipline and hope, humility and humor, and courage. Give them an abiding sense of your presence. And gracious God, show us all the transforming power of your grace in our life together, that we may all be servants of the gospel, offering a compelling witness to the world to the good news of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Elders and deacons, the Church of Jesus Christ welcomes you as officers. This congregation 
has nominated, elected, ordained, and installed you to be our leaders. Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of Jesus Christ, always giving God thanks through him. To all of you, we say, welcome to this ministry. God bless you all. Amen. This is the song called I Am the Church, and I wrote on the back of my hand. It is by Donald Marsh and Richard Avery, and it goes like this. I am the church. You are the church. We are the church together. Will you sing that back to me? I am the church. You are the church. We are the church together. Good. And the next part is all who follow Jesus all around the world. Yes, we're the church together. Sing that part. All who follow Jesus all around the world. Yes, we're the church together. Good, that was perfect. I bet you all already knew that. Uh, and then the second, or not the second, the verse is, the church is not a building. The church is not a steeple. The church is not a resting place. The church is a people. Will you sing that with us? Put your fingers together with your fingers on the inside, right? The church is not a building. You can sing with me. The church is not a steeple. The church is not a resting place. The church is a people. And then we go back to the chorus. I am the church. Will you sing it? I am the church. You are the church. We are the church together. All who follow Jesus all around the world. Yes, we're the church together. Good work. Our second Bible reading is from the New Testament Gospel of Matthew, chapter 9, verses 35 through 38. Listen closely for the word of the Lord for you today. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Hello, friends. What a beautiful scripture passage we heard read by Bruce today. For you know you're going to be receiving a stewardship message, but I hope you'll find that it isn't about the word so much of stewardship and whatever that word means for you. It's really, truly in the church all about Jesus. So I'd like to take you back to that chapter in Matthew. And what you need to know is what happens before our passage today. So what happened was that Jesus had cured two blind men. And when he did, he told them, you know, kind of keep it on the down low because he knew that he had a lot of work to do about proclaiming the good news and about his kingdom. Well, those two blind men were so in awe of the miracle of sight, they no sooner left him and told everybody in town what, they, what Jesus had done for them. And so when the people find out that Jesus could cure blindness, they then bring someone else to him. And a, it was a demon-possessed young man. 
And they tell Jesus that they need him to cast out the demon inside this man. The demon had made it so the man couldn't speak at all. And Jesus goes right to it. He goes right to healing this young man. And when the young man is healed and he opens his mouth to speak, it said the whole crowd was amazed. And their response is wonderful. They say nothing like this has ever happened in Israel. So not just right there in their day and age, but in all the past of the people of Israel. That goes back, right? All the way to Genesis. Nothing like this has ever happened. And I keep thinking what they really meant was no one like this has ever happened. And how true it was. But there were other people in that same crowd watching Jesus heal. And who was there but the religious leaders, the Pharisees. And when they see, and no doubt were as shocked as all the people, the power that Jesus had, they decided that it must come from an evil force, maybe from Satan himself. And so that's really all they had to hang on to. So their response, unlike the people, is he can cast out demons. He must have the power of the prince of demons. Now, back then, who is the enemy? Rome. But who is the real enemy? The devil. Now notice the religious leaders, the critics, the naysayers, they saw their opportunity, right? Jesus must be secretly working with the devil. That must explain all of his success in his ministry, all of these people who follow him. There must be underhanded reasons behind it. It's the only reason they could come up with. So how truly sad that, of course, we know Jesus because we know the end of the story, that Jesus is the Messiah so far from what they accused him of. But what's important here is notice how Jesus responds to them. He wasn't thwarted at all from his mission, serving God, serving people. He faithfully just keeps moving forward and now we see him in this passage going through all the towns and the villages. Not one, not two, but not a few. All, it says, to all people. And what does he do? He goes teaching and preaching and proclaiming the good news of God's kingdom, giving hope, healing. And then it says something very important. It's almost like we have a glimpse into Jesus's thoughts. When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. So imagine the Pharisees call him the devil and Jesus is moved with compassion. Every town, every person that he encounters now, the disciples, his apprentices, his followers, he then turns to them, right? And he speaks to them. He says something like, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And we go, what does that mean today? He really, he tells them what to pray. You know, the only other time he told anybody what to pray is when he gave the Lord's Prayer. 
this is only the second time that he said this, and it will be the second time that he asked them to pray. And this is what he tells them to pray. He says, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest field. So how would you translate that today? Ask the Lord of the people to send out disciples, you and I and our deacons and our elders, into the midst of the people. There's not enough workers, Jesus says. We need to ask God for more. There's a shortage in the world today. We have only to look around at the news and all the happenings during the midst of this global pandemic. So perhaps life application, which is really the stewardship moment, is this. When people encounter Jesus in scripture, they're forever changed. They either go against him or they go for him. But all the stories that we have in the Gospels of Jesus encountering one person, two people, three people, a family, a crowd, they're changed. They're given new life. They're given forgiveness. They get a chance to start over. They get a chance at life and this life. And also Jesus has promised us abundant life here and in the life to come to never be separated from him. So just as Jesus keeps moving faithfully forward, Rosedale Gardens Presbyterian Church, we, the body of Christ, need to keep moving forward. Just as he was thwarted by naysayers, how can you be church in the midst of a global pandemic? And the response is, how can we not be church right now? And just as he was thwarted, we will not be thwarted. And we're going to go to all people. No one's left out. He went through all the towns and the villages. We now are able through social media, through technology, to reach far and wide with the message of Jesus, and we're doing it. And what are we doing when we're out there in the world, when we're in here being inspired, when you're at home listening to these services and messages? We're learning how to teach. We're learning how to share the good news. We're preaching and we're proclaiming and we're healing, not only with our words, but with our action. And we have compassion. We know and recognize there are many in this world who are helpless, who do not have a voice, who are harassed, who are like sheep without a shepherd. And we know the shepherd. And so we have the hope and the call to follow the footsteps of Jesus. And what does that is that wonderful scripture that we have for stewardship, that we are God's good handiwork. Now we're the workers, we're disciples, we're the very handiwork of God, which means we were created for this. We were born for this. So stewardship is about changing people's lives. And when we come to church, we know this to be true for us how many people in the life of the congregation have you met who really showed you Jesus, who made a powerful impact on you? You saw Jesus through them, through their prayers or their words or their actions, sometimes even little acts of kindness that meant everything. So we are called to make a difference in the world because stewardship is everything a person does with his or her whole life after saying, they believe 
It's not a code word just for money or meeting all the bills. It's not a code word just for action without belief or belief without action. It's everything and we're all in. So don't miss this. And Jesus asked the disciples to pray for God for more workers to bring in the harvest. Jesus was sending them to God the farmer and they were the answer to the prayer. Just like us. We are the workers. We are God's handiwork. We are brothers and sisters in Christ, stewards of God's good creation, called to give what we have, our time, our talents, our treasures, because we are called to do the mission and continue the ministry of Jesus Christ. May you encounter Christ exactly where you are today, and you never know how you will. Perhaps you'll open your Bible. You'll get a letter or a text or an email from a friend. Just know that Jesus sees you. Jesus loves you. Jesus chooses you. And he calls you to come and join him out in the world to share his good news. May it be so in all of us. Amen. As we have already heard in this service, scripture reminds us that we are indeed God's handiwork, and we have been created for this. We have been created to partner with God in his work and ministry and mission in the world. And one of the many ways in which we do that is by giving back to him a portion of our lives and labors. So now let us partner with God by giving generously out of all that he has given to us. We will now receive today's offering.
please join with me in prayer. Christ Jesus, touch us deeply in our worship. Touch and embrace our lives. Move our lives to generosity and service. Strengthen our faith and direct us into ministries and service for those in great need. Rededicate our lives and bless our gifts. And may our offerings help to renew your church and meet the urgent needs of the day. God of steadfast love, we give you thanks for those for whom you have called to be our leaders. What a joy it is to ordain and install each person to the office of elder and deacon this day. Equip them with your Holy Spirit to serve us with energy, intelligence, imagination, and love. We recognize their unique talents and ministries, and we wait eagerly for their leadership. Enable us as the body of Christ to be friends and colleagues in ministry, working together in our church and community. Teach us anew the lesson that the young man who approached Jesus did not comprehend, that one must turn their whole life and their whole heart to you. In the spirit of unity and faithfulness, we all come before your presence, asking your wisdom and good counsel. Keep RGPC at the ready to see all we can do to serve you. God of the loving heart, today we bring all those who are in need of your care. We pray for Linda Blummel, Bill and Caroline Dunphy, Diane Fry, Linda Hively, Ron Hughes, Joyce Jewell, Sherry Lessig, Paul Lumley, Donna McIntyre, Marie Plester, Richard Zoll, Diane Truppiano, and Irene Turner. And holy God, we place into your good care this day the families of Gloria Silva and Sue Young. May they all know the presence, your presence, and your grace as you comfort them in their time of grief. We give you thanks, holy God, for this day and for the opportunity you have given us to worship. All of this and so much more, we pray in the name of your son, Jesus, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let's sing hymn 710, We Lift Our Voices.
And now for your blessing. You are the body of Christ and his workmanship. May you have the heart of Christ, tender for mercy. May you have the eyes of Christ to see a world in need. And may you have the feet of Christ to bring good news. Today, for the passing of the peace, I would like to encourage all of you to reach out to one of our newly installed deacons and elders. For we gathered them in our sanctuary, on our screen, all from their homes. And what commitment it already shows to take on being an officer in the church during the midst of this pandemic. And to do so with such passion and such energy already that they did what they could to get to you today. How amazing and inspiring is that? We are blessed by these workers in God's field. And so I encourage you to reach out to one of them with congratulations, an email, a text, a letter in the mail, a phone call, however you do it, congratulate them, thank them for their service, welcome them to the ministry. And as you do, may the peace of Christ be with you this day and always. Alleluia. Amen. Amen.